Untitled show. <laughs> That's how you're going to start it. <laughs> Episode one. Clack. <laughs> All right. Part one, starring Q. I forget the actor's name. Uh, what? The first episode of Next Generation. Oh, um, that crap is not. Uh, oh God, what? I'm. I should know this. What is his name? It's like Jean-Paul Delancey or something like that. We'll go with that. <laughs> Delaney, maybe. I don't remember. I'm, I, I, I'm actually really mad at myself because I don't remember what that specific episode is called. Encounter at Farpoint? Is that it? No, because it's like a part one and a part two, the same name. Yeah. Could have swore it was Encounter at Farpoint. Oh, well. Regardless. Hello and welcome to um, an untitled movie project uh, appearing on the Beyond Caring Media Network, uh, where uh, I am uh, half of this hosting duo, Adam Brinker, and next to me is... Sam Wyatt. Yep. And uh, we will be uh, reviewing only the finest cinema classics that... uh, You can find in a dollar bin. (laughs) Yeah, we 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 did. We took a look on the internet and saw there was a distinct lack of uh, chubby bearded nerds talking about bad movies. So we decided to make another podcast about it. This isn't Tarantino. There's not nearly enough foot pics. Where's Mr. Pink? Uh, I'm certain Tarantino is a lovely man to work with. But uh, no, so the the general the general idea of this, is, well, why it came to me one day and said, "Hey, we should do a podcast." I'm like, "Another one?" <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, another one." Yeah. Um, and uh, what what caused you to to cause the like what what made you get this idea? What was what was the burning? What what uh, what kindled the burning desire that did to to make you want to to you know raid dollar movie bins and talk about them it was honestly i was literally at the dollar store as one is wanting yeah, yeah and i was just walking through the one aisle looked down like oh there are movies here <laughs> and i'm like they're they are a dollar i'm like i've never heard of these ever really because <laughs> I, I think i have like one dollar movie that i got for like a christmas gift and it was it was um Oh, model citizen that gerard <laughs> butler movie <laughs> oh man that one yeah okay which i, I was like I, I remember this was out in theaters so like the idea of a dollar a dollar movie to me is something that like came out no one gave a shit about yeah. and then they just well we, we have all these gerard butler dvds we just have to do something with them. yeah um it's like that scene from hot fuzz where he pulls out like super cop or something oh, like yeah. that the cop you can't stop Yes, kind of, kind of on that same line of of thinking, like, like not even the Walmart five dollar bin. This is below right the like the well because the Walmart five dollar bin has a lot of good movies in it. Yeah, it does. Like, I think I got all the Rambo's. I think I got um, well, actually, here I can look at my my collection from here. Got some Ed Wood. Got I uh, got the Punisher, the good one. I'm not I'm gonna let you determine which one I think the good one. is. <laughs> Well, since you said just the Punisher and no subtitle, I can only think of the one by that name. That would be the one with Dolph Lundgren. I mean, wasn't the Tom Jane one also without I, a subtitle? I think that was Punisher Warzone. No, that was Punisher Warzone was the one with um, Dominic. Uh, what's his face? The guy from The Wire is uh, is uh, isn't Jigsaw. That, isn't that the good one? I mean, okay. Spoiler: alert, They're all good ones, Wyatt. No, there's they're bad ones and they're good ones. Not no. I There's just, the one in between Dolph Lundgren and Warzone that was bad. In my I like opinion. The, that, that. That was a direct. Uh, that was a direct adaptation of like the best uh, Punisher comic arc ever. Welcome back, Frank. That was great. It has freaking. Um, oh God, uh, that what what one blonde pro wrestler as the Russian? That scene. That whole scene is glorious. Hmm. You know that's where that that meme that you see online. You know, in, in Soviet Russia, Waldo find you. <laughs> I don't remember that. Part. Oh, it's a good one. Oh, I'll just show you after this. Well, the Netflix, the Netflix Punisher, that was disappointing. Yeah, really? I thought so. You thought, thought it was, was disappointing? Took a, it went on too long. Which season? I didn't watch the second one yet. I haven't watched the second one yet either. Okay. I only watched the first one. But anyway, we're not here to talk about the Punisher. We're here to, we're here to talk about 
dollar movies, and and then while the Punisher may one day be findable in a dollar store DVD, we've already bin. seen it. <laughs> unless really? it's, I mean, we've yeah. already seen it, so it would be ineligible for for this. Okay, unless so, it's like Le Punisher or something. <laughs> so okay, so so there there are rules to this. So you, yeah. Now now this is going to make it even more interesting. So it can't be a movie that either of us have already seen. Um, and why why do you say that? Because I I can think of a lot of one dollar movies that I would actually want to talk about. Yeah, I'm lying. Actually, I can't. Think of- <laughs> actually, actually, no, that's not true. Because I have a bunch. I have a bunch of uh, no. Because I used to. I used. To, I got all my old kung fu movies from the dollar bin. Dark and, uh, Man. Hey, you shut your mouth about. I'm just Dark saying, Man Dark excellent. Man would probably be in the dollar bin. I disagree. Dark Man is a cult hit. Yeah, cult hit. Dollar bin. <laughs> Maybe okay. the two dollar bin. Yeah, I, I, two dollar bin. Yes, I would. Uh, so you wouldn't get it like Family Dollar. You'd have to go to Dollar General for that. Yes. It's yeah. a Dollar General, not a Dollar Tree. Right. Yeah. Too many dollar stores. <laughs> no, I'm saying that we should have ne- neither one of us should see it so that we are on equal ground going into it completely blind. Okay. So we, so you want us you want there to be an element of surprise to this. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, like a real like if we've seen it before, then we're not going to be you know, sometimes a movie's better the second time around, but Wanted to go give it that first sort of impression. You you, you want to get the vi- like like you you want to get the visceral gut reaction to it before we have the chance to kind of like process what we've just seen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like when you first watch a Cronenberg film, not like the third time you watch it and yeah. you're actually examining <laughs> like um, cinematography and stuff like that. It's kind yeah. of like, oh yeah, okay. I apologize for the sounds of uh, Wyatt's daughter in the background. He's being a good parent because he actually, you know, brought his child with and his family with him as opposed to leaving them alone in the house while he talks about nerd films. Who's somebody that I can burn with this? Who who else has kids? Does Doug have kids? Uh, Doug does not have kids, and Tony has threatened him with bodily harm if he reproduces. (laughs) Who else has kids? Cupcake has kids, Cupcake does have kids. Yeah, fuck you, Cupcake. (laughs) Whoa. Earmuffs. (laughs) Earmuffs. <laughs> it's okay. She's she like can't a, speak yet. It's yeah, fine. She's like not even a year old. Oh, she is. She's over a year old. Is she a year yeah. old? Yeah. It's a good thing she's not my daughter then. <laughs> Otherwise, that'd be really embarrassing. Oh, yeah. That would be very, really embarrassing. <laughs> not knowing the age of you. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah. So what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Who else has kids? The Lins. The Lins have kids, but you wouldn't want to tell them to F off because they're actually good people. Yeah, they are good parents. Um, I don't have to see cupcakes, so I can tell them to F off all day. <laughs> odds are he'll never listen to this chad has a kid yeah but i mean that's Uh, we already that's like water off a duck's back if i tell him to f off everybody tells him to f off that's fair all right yeah i I think that yeah there's not a lot of kids in our group i haven't seen him put juggalo paint on his kid yet so i think we're okay Uh, well yeah we'll give it time give it time um It'll be it'll be interesting to see if uh, if the the clown gene like skips a generation or what. Well, statistically speaking, kids won't listen to their parents' music, so we got that going. Oh yeah, we do. Oh, but then yeah. that just means we, they might have something worse. I mean, they already have something worse. Like what? Like uh, well, I guess mumble rappers would be, or Instagram rappers would be a thing. I guess I don't know. Uh, anyway, we're not, we're not here to talk about rap either. I'm sorry. I keep. No. I'm, I haven't podcasted with Corman in a while, so my yeah. need to just go off into weird directions is is has not been met. So I apologize. That was also a bit of it too, because I know that you also podcast with with Corman, mm-hmm. and like there there are long gaps in between when you got when you can actually like yeah. Meet. And, yeah, and podcast. So there's a vacuum there that I felt probably we, need to be filled. We do try to do remote stuff, but now that she's going through the whole uh, medical stuff, um, she her schedule's busy. Let's just put it yeah. that way. I don't want to, you know, there, she's going through things that actually matter as opposed to just doing a stupid internet talking radio two show. hours about the fineries of the MCU. Yeah, or uh, what did we talk about last time? <laughs> I think we yeah I think actually we were talking about Into the Spider Verse so yeah, <laughs> which is a very good movie by the way. I know way. I want to watch I, it's on Netflix now I want to watch oh it. heck yeah it's good stuff yeah we won't be watching that though um, no we'll be watching yeah so tell us the, tell us what you what you dug out of the bin for us this episode Mr. Wyatt this was actually probably a major motion it's probably actually a big deal quote unquote when really? it came out 
Or it was probably marketed as a big deal. All right, well, what's it called? It's Dragon Slayer. All right. 1981 Paramount Pictures. Oh, it's a Paramount And joint. Walt Disney Productions. Whoa. This it, actually has a, it actually has the Disney text on the disc? No, it says, and Walt Disney Productions. And Walt Disney Productions. Yeah, there's no that's, Disney text on here. It's just that that's it's not Paramount. That's correct. And Walt Disney Productions, all rights reserved. All right. Well, uh, here's and just to give us a uh, kind of uh, to set up what we're doing here. Uh, here is the first paragraph uh, about it on Wikipedia. Uh, Dragon Slayer is a 1981 American fantasy film directed by Matthew Robbins from a screenplay he co-wrote with Hal Barwood. Stars Peter McNichol. Oh, who's Peter McNichol? Is Vigo. Oh, <laughs> it stars him. Yeah, a leading. Yeah. Oh, that explains the hair on here. <laughs> uh, Ralph Richardson, John Hallam, and Caitlin Clark. Uh, co-production between Paramount Pictures and Walt Disney Productions. Paramount handled North American distribution, while Disney, through Buena Vista International, handled international distribution. Hmm. Uh, the story is set in a fictional medieval kingdom, where it follows a young wizard who experiences danger and opposition as he attempts to defeat a dragon. That's That's all we got going into this. It looks like he has a shield made out of clams. Out of turds? Because <laughs> that's that's what I'm seeing when I'm looking at these pictures online. It looks like clam shells. It does. Yeah, so... Um, or oyster shells. Something the, like that. the art is not very uh, not very favorable on this on this disc because this doesn't have a jacket. It's just no. a plain plastic case. Yeah, it looks like he has a turd shield and <laughs> he's, he's surrounded by fire and there's a single dragon. Oh. I, all I have is him waving a spear around. Oh, on that's the, different than on, what on I see on, on the, the disc. On the yeah, yeah, there's like a bunch of... He's doing the thousand crack spear of the North Star right there. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I can totally see... I, I can totally see myself watching this, like, if it was a dollar. Like, I, I, I can see myself picking this up and being like, ooh, this might be interesting. Yeah. All right. What? Shall we... Uh, all right. So now, now at this point, the, uh, the, the listeners know everything we know. We're going to take a break and we're going to watch it. Uh, and then we're going to come back and kind of talk about a little bit with what happens in the movie and uh, what our thoughts are on it. Sound good? Sounds good to me. All right, break. Don't even know why I'm bother. Don't even know why I'm bothering counting because you know we can just edit it. We can yeah. edit this all out. <laughs> No, I mean I I'm not. I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Goes against my design philosophy. Uh, we're recording. We are recording now. Okay, yes. we should have came back with stir the tiles. <laughs> stir the tiles. Stir the tiles. <laughs> All right, yeah, we are. We are. We are back from watching 1981's Dragon Slayer, uh, starring Peter McNichol. <laughs> Is Vigo? Then that is that. It, you're right. He was the leading man. <laughs> he was. He was the leading he man. Led the shit out of this movie. <laughs> it took me about a good quarter to a third of the film to get comfortable with him talking, and, it and not, not being, being Vigo. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah or, or whatever his. Oh, uh, what was his character's name in Ghostbusters Two? It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Stanish. Is that? Stan- that's that's close enough. <laughs> Janosch? Yeah, that, that's probably... Yakov Smirnov. <laughs> In Soviet Russia, dragons slay you. <laughs> probably, actually, yes. Those Russian dragons are serious business. They are. Mm. All right. Uh, so where do you uh, where do you want to start here? Do you want to kind of go over the... Um... The plot? Yeah, let's go over the plot. This is a weird movie. It is. Because... Um, just to kind of give us like a bit of a, of a to get to ease well, us into it here, I've seen a lot of shitty sword and sorcery films. Yeah. J- just by the nature of having watched every episode of Mystery Science Theater, <laughs> yeah. you, you you get yeah. a lot of those. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that far off from a lot of other ones from this time it, period. It really wasn't. Like you get like here's the quest. Okay, let's do it. Like there's not a whole lot of. Yeah, and like the pacing too, yeah. and like how like all the characters, no one in this movie really, it no one like you get the feeling that no one really knew what the hell they were doing 
like as an actor or a character. So like everyone's kind of just standing around being like, I think I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like the the, the blacksmith is kind of just dragging the, the hammer. The armed blacksmith. Yeah. <laughs> He's just kind of smudge of dirt on him. <laughs> he's just kind of dragging the hammer across the stores. Like I think I, I think this is what I think this is what they do. Looks like, like he's an accountant by day. <laughs> the the peasants are just kind of mulling about, being like, "We're peasanting, I guess." Is this the king's confused as shit? Yeah, <laughs> but the the king's an interesting character. But we'll get that later. Um, but yeah, so yeah, why, why don't you why don't you help us out uh, with some of the plot, uh, the your your take on the plot beats of of this movie? So. I'm going to call it the prequel to Willow. Mm. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen Willow, so I can't really It's not really, but argue. It, it's kind of similar in that you have like the sorcerer's really it's the sorcerer's apprentice. Yeah. Um he loses not one but two Obi-Wans. <laughs> <laughs> no, more like he lo- he loses Obi Wan. No, no, one was his, because the old man that wasn't magic was obviously Uncle Ben that died. Okay, but not the other, not the yeah, other, not Uncle not ben. the guy who comes back. Much like Obi Wan came back. No, no, not that Uncle Ben, but the other Uncle. You mean Uncle Owen? Oh, you're right. I'm sorry, not Uncle Ben. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Listen, I've been. I've been uh, surprise, surprise. I've been drinking. <laughs> you probably weren't drinking enough for this. Yeah, I probably wasn't. <laughs> but um, yeah. So so yeah. The the, the you know, it, movie opens up. Uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. People die. Yes. Uh, there's that one dick with the apples. Yeah. There's um the captain the, of the guard. Or there, there's the old school Aragorn cosplayer that shows up and is is a minor villain. He's more like. I don't know he's more like Boromir, but taking it too far. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure I follow your like, logic. Boromir's here. a bit of a dick, but he has oh, reasons okay. for being it. But, gotcha. Yeah. You know, he writes like, "Oh man, Boromir's a dick." Sometimes I'm just gonna be a dick to everybody. So, oh yeah. So I, I would a- having seen this movie, I, I ne- or having seen like the end of that that uh, that the guy like the bad guy who's like the captain of the guard or whatever. Having seen the end of his character, I would agree with your assessment that he is absolutely lawful neutral. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't, like, being a dick for the purpose of being a dick. Yeah, but, like, he he legitimately he believed reasons. that he was... He thought he was doing... He was. He thought he was doing right. I won't say I thought he was doing good, because I think yeah. the, the idea of good is foreign to him. Yes. He's not selfish he, enough to be evil, so... Yeah, he was doing what he thought... Yes, what he thought was right, mm-hmm. not what he thought was good, you know... A lot of a lot of morally ambiguous characters in this movie. Yeah, I wouldn't say there's any one real like like even the the king wasn't he was kind of an antagonist, but he wasn't really a bad guy. He was okay. I mean, uh, he was he wasn't a good guy. All right, so I'm I'm kind but... of I'm kind of feeling that like we can talk a lot about these characters, um, just in general. So I, here's I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna go and talk just do real quick what the. Um, what the overall plot of the movie was. There's a sorcerer's apprentice. People come to us that the, the sorcerer apprentice master to yeah, come kill a dragon. Givers. Yeah, the quest givers come to kill. Yeah, come to kill a dragon. Too many people to give that quest. Well, hey, listen, you need you know you, you need support. All right, to, to, you know, have you ever tried talking to a wizard? It's real fucking hard. The one guy just carried around a furry bag. Yes, <laughs> that was his whole he's character. the bag man. Everyone needs a bag man. <laughs> They paid that. They pay him three coppers a day. <laughs> that, that, that doubles the move speed of your party. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah. So then there's there's a bunch of drama. Uh, the apprentice loses mentors. Goes on a quest to kill the dragon. Um, let's see here. Now I'm starting. I'm gonna refer back to my notes. Uh, I see. Then he. Well, he thinks he kills the dragon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he like he, he goes back. He he seals the dragon's lair and just declares it dead because yes. he's a he's a great tactician. <laughs> yep. Uh, the king rightfully calls him out on his bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, dragon is freed. The emperor. The emperor is lit on fire. <laughs> the emperor's lit on fire. Yeah. Ian McDermott, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah surprise kid. Ian McDermott, before he played the Emperor. Yeah. Uh, um, playing a uh, monk. A, a monk or a priest, priest of some yeah. sort. Um, yeah. And then uh, a, they, they fashion a dragon-killing blade out of magic and excellent talent. 
uh, he kills. He goes back into the cave or the lair. He kills a bunch of babies. Bunch of babies. Uh, Dragon's Actually, real pissed off about yeah. that. He fails at saving the princess real hard. Oh, so hard. Yeah, <laughs> like really bad at that. There's there's this whole also other subplot about political intrigue and like you know why like the princess trying to like right the wrongs of the uh, of the, the her her father's administration and really not understanding that the how like why what she's doing is a really bad idea. But I won't spoil that for you, yeah. uh, listener. <laughs> also, she thought she was doing the right thing. She absolutely thought that she was doing the right I thing. I mean, this guy didn't have what it took to kill that dragon, and yeah. he didn't, because oh, he yeah. didn't kill that dragon. Yeah, he literally like broke off a spear in its neck and fuck, fucking didn't do shit. Yeah, he was an awful dragon slayer. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, then they, he goes back, finds out that, you know, oh, no, I had, the old master had, you know, he knew how to plan all along, you know, and the old guy comes back, and then they... <laughs> Yeah, and they suicide. I say, they Osama bin Laden the dragon to death. I want to say that I, I had a really hard time following anybody's name in this movie. Yes, because everybody mumbled names. Yeah. Um. And the th- and like the wisdom that the old guy before he died passed on. I had no idea what he said. All I made. I only made out the word lake. lake. Yeah. He's like lake blah 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 blah. like he says it three times oh yeah i couldn't understand it a single time yeah um they clearly did not have the money for adr in this movie and then he's like oh he was saying he said like a fire him and his riddles and he throws it the ashes into a literal lake lake of fire fire. yeah because he's riddling all the time with his riddles Now, now, to to be fair, it had a lot had happened in between point A and point B of you know the very emotional the, of not losing just one but two father figures, um, you know, finding out that you're in love with uh, a dude that's actually a woman, um, you know, failing to you know to kill a dragon after murdering all of its babies and like you know breaking out of the king's dungeon like dude dude had a a long and very uh like weighty journey so i mean it's completely understandable that he would have forgotten some of the the finer subtleties of being directly told throw me into a burning lake um but yeah like there, there there's just a lot of go- like Okay, so the first thing I noticed in this movie was just how quiet it was. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed. There is no music in this movie. For, like, once the title sequence is over, just like, Dragon Slayer, blah, 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 Overture. And then it goes quiet. Like, all, like when yeah, the, the quest hardly givers. Any, yeah, there's hardly any music, yeah. Yeah, there's no incidental music up until... Like, the, the battle at the end. Up until the... The the no the the first the first old man dies okay. then music happens which is it's like twelve minutes it, it, like that is a long time to go without music and even despite the fact like if they were trying to use it to set up like the bleakness or like to make you like pay extra special attention to like the setup they weren't even doing a good job of that because like you said everyone's fucking mumbling and you're like go away it was like like a fire wizard i got shot in the stomach But I can still talk. Actual line from the movie. Actual line from the movie. Yes, that was fantastic. Yeah, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of like what my favorite character from this movie is, and I think like probably Daddy McBeardface. <laughs> that that specific old man. He's definitely a, he's definitely a, a a hot a hot contender for that. But like, I feel he died too early to really like deliver because. There's well, just... That's why he's the favorite because he didn't get. <laughs> oh, because we did. He <laughs> to didn't go get... downhill. To go downhill, yeah, yeah. Uh, makes sense. Does make no horse. The horse is my favorite character. The horse was dumb. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, listener, there was a horse. There was a recurring theme of horse. I guess they paid enough money to have a horse on set, and they got their money's worth. Listen, you you have any idea how much a white horse costs? It's it's a lot. All right. They even had a braided mane. Yeah, it did. Scene. Yeah. 
Oh my goodness! But yeah, so okay, so there's there's a lot of like weird intrigue going on, and um, there's kind of a religious subplot too. I don't know what there they were, is. I don't know what they're trying to say if they were trying to make a statement with that or I, not. I feel that they, I feel that they were, but they didn't really know. So okay, so like all throughout this movie, or no, no, not even all throughout this movie. No, like half of the film, maybe. like ha- like the, the latter half of the film after after Peter McNichols' character, the, we'll just call him the Apprentice. After the apprentice shows up to the um, the the village, uh, they start mentioning, you know, it's really weird that the dragon was, you know, slain the moment that the holy man showed up in in town, and then that's Ian McDiarmid's character. Yeah. Um, and then like, there's this big whole thing where he's like, oh, the dragon's not real. The dragon is, you know, Satan. Satan you know, yeah. and we have to, you know, fight off sin, and that's what's gonna kill the dragon. And then he goes, and like when the dragon comes back out, because after uh, the apprentice thought that he he killed the dragon by just line, landsliding over the, the the cavern entrance or whatever, um, you know the, the 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 monk goes to challenge the unholy beast and gets lit on fire, yeah. real hard. And like, uh, when did Raiders come out? Because it was kind of a Raiders esque. It kind of was, wasn't it? It's melted by. Dragon fire. Like I feel that they there was like if we dug around like the 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 editing room floor of this movie, there would be like an extended burning melt face scene. But we like instead we only got like a Cause, flash. Because ILM did that too. He did. Oh, they did, didn't they? Yeah. And did, yeah, and ILM did this as well. I, I remember. I remember we read online before we, we even also started. Also, nineteen eighty one. Yeah. When. Oh, so wait, ILM was just lighting people on fire for like their day jobs all throughout 1981 is what I'm hearing. Apparently. <laughs> I don't know which one came out first, but I guess they, they had a lot of a lot of practice with lighting people on fire. <laughs> I guess. But yeah, there's there's a shot there's like but we only see it for like a quick shot where there's they had a rubber Ian McDiarmid head that was just on fire. Mm-hmm. Um and then, like, another priest shows up afterwards. And, no, like, that's the guy. For, that, he was one of the quest guys from the beginning. Oh, of the movie. you're right. Yeah. But he, like, goes full convert and it's like, no, he, he was right. And yeah, he, he has, pulls like, the, the burnt cross staff out of the dead Ian McDermott's hand to become yeah, clear, the new priest. Clearly, that guy didn't just believe hard enough. If we believe harder than the guy who was a devout, <laughs> a devout follower of our faith, we'll yeah. surely be saved. Yeah, but he hid behind a rock. Yeah. While holding a lit torch above it. Oh, was that guy? That, the guy yeah, who, was the same guy. The guy who even saw him die and his yeah. faith do nothing. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess that was. <laughs> I don't like. I don't know what they're if they're trying to get a point across with that. I don't know either. And the fact that neither of us know if they're like okay, like because it's either a pointless subplot or they failed at delivering their message of. You know, god of, of god is dead yeah either pro-religion <laughs> or anti-religion yeah it's Depending, really yeah like I, I feel that this movie is just really cynical and like everything because like okay because even then when you look at like the king right and like yeah. how the king is old and decrepit and he like he's the one who struck up this bargain with this dragon that they're sacrificing virgins yeah like every what is it six six originally like six months or something yeah, like every that six months twice a year yeah yeah um and, uh, and like that, you know, that he's not strong enough to fight it and win his own battles. And he, he, you know, he needs to like, he's like conniving and scheming. He steals the, the the trinket off the apprentice to try and figure out how to turn like lead into gold. And then um, he's Vladimir Putin. Yeah, basically. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know. I th- I I think th- this king is a lot sexier than Vladimir Putin, frankly. But uh, we didn't see him with a shirt off. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, we did we did both old dudes. We did actually. Yeah, you're right. Oh god, I, f- I forgot that the apprentice stripped his his manservant uh, bear in like the first fifteen minutes of this film. Yep. <laughs> For comedic effect, to see a a shivering shirtless old man. Yep. Oh god, this movie. But yeah, like the the king the king is basically shown as like impotent and like he doesn't have control of his own house because like you know. There's this all. There's another yeah. Another political subplot where the um the daughter finds out that she's being kept out of like the virgin lottery for being sacrificed to the dragon, and she's taken offense to that because she has a high moral standing. Yeah. Then she puts her name on all the tokens. Yeah, for the lottery, and it's yeah. like you know he tries to like redo the lottery in front of literally the entire kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Real, real, uh, real stand-up king there. Yeah, and then real man of the people. 
and then um, the hero, the sorcerer's apprentice, frees the princess, but she wanted to be there, so she just walks straight into the dragon. Straight in there, yeah, and gets eaten by dragon babies. And the most confusing part was the apprentice was present at the ceremony where she did this whole thing. It was like I, I am the one who put my name on all of the chits. I, I need to atone for the sins of of this kingdom. Like, like, and he's just not paying attention to like the yep. fact that she's like signing up to basically be eaten alive. Yeah, for 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 her own wants, and you know, it's. I mean, it's it's not. Like, I don't even know if that's a comp. Like, basically, like this movie is telling us that literally every societal structure is dumb and going to hell, or possibly already gone to hell. And in the end, you just need to find the horse that will bail you out and ride away with your cross-dressing girlfriend <laughs> after you blow up your father and uh, <laughs> and kill no, a mentor, dragon. Mentor, mentor. It's clearly a father figure. Oh, father figure, yeah. But... The magical and... artifact is his penis. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Until about like the last quarter of the film, I was kind of disappointed with the effects, like the practical effects for the dragon, look oh, really yeah. awful. So yeah, let's, let's talk about that for a moment because you like yeah, like we said, uh, I, Industrial Light and Magic did the the special effects for this movie, and this movie is real light on special effects for Until like the majority, majority of it. Yeah, yeah, you got some rotoscoped flames when he's doing like the scrying at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. and you got uh, a floating egg, floating while, egg while, Peter, while, Peter, while the apprentice is walking through the forest yeah. and just balancing an egg. Yeah, to to practice up on his magicking, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, there was like one dragon flying scene. Yeah. 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 Well. Oh, yeah. The after the, escape the first time. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Because okay, so the the, the the we don't really see the dragon like this. I, I will say this: the film does a good job of like setting up not getting a good look at the dragon but it doesn't really build your expectations because you think it's gonna look really shitty because they because they <laughs> like you, you could it's one of those things where if they did this in the age of cgi that op- like the roles would be reversed the first sequence where they don't they, they only show individual pieces of the dragon like back of the head just the tail just the hand that would be really good because you can make the cgi work and you're not you're forcing them to not look at specific parts of it and then when you show the cgi dragon in all its full glory and then like the like, like the last like what 20 minutes of this film is really dragon heavy yeah um that's when the CGI would fail. But because this is a practical effects film, just having a sync, like, because they clearly, this wasn't like a Star Wars-esque blockbuster. They didn't have a lot of money. They didn't want to waste a lot of money on just the tail, yeah. just the, the, the claw or whatever. Well, well, what was the budget on this? I guess it doesn't really matter. I don't know, actually. I, I didn't I didn't look it up at all. Um, actually, well, hold on. Let me, see. I, let me see if Wikipedia... Says I think I still got the tab up here. Da, da, da. Oh, this is a budget of eighteen million dollars. In nineteen eighty one, is In that a lot of money? <laughs> I, I what don't. Was, what was, what was the budget for uh, the Empire Strikes Back? Because that was one year sooner, and that would have been a major blockbuster. Empire Strikes Back budget of eighteen million dollars. This has the exact same budget. As oh, Empire Strikes man. Back. <laughs> so this was a blockbuster film. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> this changes everything. <laughs> now I'm a little disappointed in what they did with that. I I'm speechless. <laughs> like I was I was ready to like go in like praising this film's like scrappy nature and like in flight in face of adversity, but like instead Okay, no, 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 no. Think, okay, think about, it, think about, it, think about. It. So, Empire Strikes Back. Most of that money is probably built on set building and like props, right? And, well, and I guess um, special a lot of special effects too. Yeah. I would say that the special effects budgets for both these films are probably pretty similar, especially with how FX heavy, like with all the dragon shots are. Like, cause we got a lot of dragon shots in this movie. Yeah. Like, he, he, I, I think like he, the ending, like, the, the effects at the ending were really, I thought were 
pretty good, especially for oh, 1981. Yeah. And like with all like when he's in the the dragon's lair fighting the dragon, and when the dragon's flying around after we get like the reveal, like the, there's some really good puppetry work going on there with like how that how it moves and how it's yeah. kind of like crawling around those confined spaces. And the and baby stuff. dragons were excellent, I thought. Yeah, like the little little pug dragon puppet yeah. things. Yeah, those were those were pretty well made, even when they were they weren't didn't have anything like animating them. You like they were just corpses, and he was kind of like moving around. They still kind of but like looked like they weren't puppets they were just kind of like they looked yeah. like dead dragons yeah they were good yeah um but like even still knowing all of that like all those dragon shots must have been what sucked up all that budget because so they didn't have like no big name actors in this yeah there, there's no big name act well i mean technically speaking empire really didn't have any big name actors that weren't made by star wars I mean, James Earl Jones. James Earl... Sir Alec Guinness. Okay. Sir Alec Guinness <laughs> was only in, like, two shots in Empire. Yeah. Um, uh, James Earl Jones, while he is a big household name now because of Star Wars and The Lion King, back in those days, he was not very well regarded or compensated. He was in Doctor Strangelove. He was also in, um, like, I think it's a movie called, like, Bloodwater or something like that. I was going to say Conan, but that was after. You're right. It was 83. Yeah. Like, he, he did another sword and sorcery movie after this, which was, or after Empire. Yeah. Um... Yeah, like, James, like James Earl Jones was not, not hot shit back then. Like, mostly because, you know. Harrison Ford was kind of. I mean, he was in American Graffiti, at least. Kind of. Well, that was, but that was a Lucasfilm thing. And I'm pretty certain the only reason he was in that is because he happened to be in Star Wars and George Lucas is like, yeah, let's, let's you know, I'd, sure, Harrison, get on in there. And Carrie Fisher was at least the daughter of a famous person at the time. But you, you get my point yeah. here, right? Like, these aren't, these aren't like. Like outside of being popular as a result of the original Star Wars, none of the people that were in Star Wars were True. like household names that like everyone knew. Well, or the like same for this film, nobody in here everybody ever heard of. Ex- well, exactly, except but, but, for like one or two people. But, but that's my point. This film had the same budget as Empire Strikes Back, and then didn't have any of the people like. Well, this is his equal. You're, like everyone liked that movie and they liked us in that movie pay us more like you didn't have the actors vying for more in that um like now now i think like maybe a couple people might have gotten like maybe it may have been a little pricey like i guess um fucking the the, the wizard i know i've seen that wizard in something oh yeah before. he's in a lot of stuff is he oh yeah okay and then maybe the, the king as well. I think I, I think I could have yeah. swore I've seen him in other stuff. Yeah, he kind of looked familiar. He kind of looked like Eric Idle, really, <laughs> a little bit, like 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 a like a deflated Eric Idle. Yeah. yeah. Um, I forget where I was going with that though. Uh, with before before he got me distracted by acting. Cool. Oh yeah, but like I feel that whereas Empire Strikes Back, they spent the money more consistently on just like everything. Uh, this was. Them doing really good in, and may I say, very good location scouting. Like all of the the, the places yeah. that they filmed, like beautiful, beautiful locations. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and, but like you don't need to spend money to make those places look good. That's why you pay the scout to go around and find stuff, and you know, no one to shoot and stuff like that. But like, I, I guess that that budget really doesn't come through because the writing is so drastically different. Yeah, like that. Like, like it wasn't like awful, but it wasn't. Like really, there weren't like groaners. Like, oh, I can't believe. Like, yeah. Like, at no point did this movie feel really, really tropey. Um, mostly because, uh, like, uh, well, okay, I guess that's not true. Because, like I said, like th- this is very similar to a lot of sword and sorcery movies that were like really cheap that came before it. Like, if you've seen ever seen like the Hawk, magic sword or Hawk the Slayer, Hawk, Hawk no, <laughs> Hawk the Slayer is completely different than this movie. I know. Hawk the Slayer is its own fucking thing. All right, like there is nothing like Hawk the Slayer, <laughs> nothing. All right, read my lips, nothing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And if, um, if if you think I'm wrong, I I want to see that movie because I, <laughs> I I need more movies like Hawk and Slayer. <laughs> but um right. yeah, 
But yeah, but, but but like, so like, but at the same time, like while a lot of the themes and like general bleakness and like how the characters be, react, they don't really because everyone's mumbling and like you don't really get a good bead on like what their emotions are. You kind of just. It kind of puts you in like this weird sedated state where you're just like, uh huh, okay. It's hard to get invested when you can't remember their names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the one chick's name is the only one. Valerian is the only one I remember, but that that's only because it's an, an I don't over because it's really overused in fic in in fantasy. That's I the only I don't reason. even remember that. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, <laughs> I yeah. didn't even know her name was Valerian. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only one I remember. Um. Yeah, but when I was looking up to see if that was Ian McDiarmid yeah. on IMDb, apparently both Guillermo del Toro and George R. R. Martin put this as like the the best dragon film on film. Ooh, that's a that's a really hmm. You know, I I can see that. Yeah, I mean, I I can't think of a, a better practical effect dragon at least. Yeah. Like, cause like uh, you could argue that like, what are, like other notable dragons in in movies? You have Dragonheart, yeah, obviously. Dragonheart. That's mostly CGI, and that's mostly CGI, and it's not good CGI. No. Like, it's not even back then. It was pretty, pretty cartoony. Yeah, I mean, um, there's Smaug, the the from the Hobbit movies, yeah. which at this point have only been the animated one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, Along I can't... with um. Um, hmm? Disney movie Sleeping Beauty is it Sleeping Beauty yeah it's definitely Sleeping Beauty yeah with Maleficent yes yeah yeah that dragon was pretty badass but, mm-hmm. that's, but that's a literal cartoon and yeah, not a, a giant puppet yeah practical effects dragons and like I guarantee you some of those crappy sword and sorcery movies had you know smaller dragons but like nothing nothing that conveyed the scale that yeah. this movie did like because that was another thing this movie did well it like it sold you how fucking big that dragon was mm-hmm. so good cinematography good good set design i thought good set design as well it was, not, not just yeah. location scouting but just like how they built like the blasted area around the dragon lair like it's it's, it's a very classical european setting that they mm-hmm. have in this that i think is kind of understated yeah uh i I mean, overall, I think that's kind of... I didn't know exactly what I was getting into. It was kind of uh, interesting to find out that it was such a big budget movie. Yeah. like Because I looked at it like, oh, this looks this looks awful. This, it, it looks doofy as hell. Like, yeah. the, that, like we looked... We both looked at that box art of, like, Peter McNichol is like, I'm an action hero. And like, yeah. oh. <laughs> sure you are. Sure you are. Yeah. And, like... And like you said, like it's in a dollar bin at a, a dollar store. Yeah, you don't expect something that would have been. Well, I guess like if it were an actual like six blockbuster success, because one I, I did know I did see what the box office for this was. It did not make its money back. It did not make its money back. It only had a, <laughs> in a box office in a fourteen million on a budget Ooh. of eighteen. <laughs> Which oh. is pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, they still made a lot of money. But it did. It didn't make enough to make up for the budget. No, and it, it it may have been able to at least kind of recoup some of its losses on the secondary home market. Like I guarantee you, when VHS, when VHS, the VHS rental market yeah. probably closed that gap a little bit. But still, that is not enough for them to even consider this a success. Um, let me look at here. Um, um, so, yeah, I talked about set designs. I talked about the weird, like, cynical, religious, and, like, established, uh, anti-disestablishmentarianism. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. <laughs> yeah. Talked about the quietness. Um, the ending, like, it should have stopped about one minute before it actually did. So the, I think they kind of just ruined it with that last one or two minutes. The the Like, this, this movie has the same problem as Lord of the Rings, where yeah, there's, like, three endings... Kind but, of. Yeah, but it wasn't exact. You know, I mean, really, they're really in the books. There's like five or six things, mm. but like, uh, I mean, like, I think it was fine up until just like that last two minutes. Mm. Like, it would have been fine if they just like were just talking and the credits rolled. Like, they yeah. just walk away talking about that horse shows up and like, <laughs> horsey, like, what, <laughs> like. <laughs> 
that just ruined it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can, I, I get you. So yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a recurring theme of the horse where the yeah. horse, the horse runs away in the first scene where the dragon like takes the virgin, and then it comes back to like bail him out of yeah a, jail, the jail, and then it comes back again, and we, like. It's just a random horse. Like yeah. the horse is literally it's a horse ex machina. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like if uh Frodo jumped into the boat at the end of Lord of the Rings and just started splashing everybody goes, ha, 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 Yeah, splashing the elves. Yeah, that actually that actually would feel very similar to <laughs> Yeah, this. I was like Okay. <laughs> Why would you do that? But But alright. So I, I I think I think that about sums up all of our yeah. of our feelings and i apologize if it seems like it's very decent like very scattered but like this movie is a very weird scattering experience yeah. that's you can't really uh he fights that dragon like four times yeah i mean and, and you get a lot of dragon as a result of it which is yeah. this is good but like st- it's it makes it hard to keep track of like the chronology and the order of what happens so, but yeah, um, so, okay, so we, we talked about what we wanted to do for just some, some extra bits. Um, there was two things I think we wanted to do. We wanted to do, obviously, do give a, a rating. Yes. And then we also wanted to have a little bit of fun, and that is, so, uh, what is the most important, as, as I'm sure you, well, you told me this earlier, what is the most important thing about any cheat movie that you watch with your friends is... A drinking game. Can you play a drinking game with this? And... I what, what do you, you think? What do you think? Wyatt? I think you could. I think you could. How how would you play your drinking game? Okay, so I kind of put it into the two categories about how many things you want to remember to drink to. Okay. So I kind of started off with some stuff like um, somebody puts on the snake hat. Mm, okay. Yeah, because that people that snake hat gets a lot of screen time in the beginning yeah. of the movie. And then he does wear a snake hat at the end. Yes, he does. So you only get the like the bookends there. You won't really get anything in the middle. Yeah, not that's not really a good uh, good thing to, to pick. I also wrote down old man chest because there was a lot of that at the beginning. Yep. And then it also petered. Out. <laughs> yeah, like the, the the beginning of this film way different than the end. Yeah. So then I thought. Uh, what the main character's name? What the apprentice? The apprentice. Every time he he, rum, he rummages through a chest. Okay, that also real real. Oh, at the beginning, and then also actually like before the final battle too. Yes, like yep. he he does a lot of rummaging, but not not really enough to keep it keep it you know constant. Yeah. And then I thought the only one that is really kind of consistent throughout the movie that you want to die or have them like, yeah. grouped like together was every time the stone lights up. Mm, okay, yeah. That would probably be about about right, I think. Okay. So I I went a slightly different a slightly different path from you uh, cuz now here here are my two my two um botched attempts to to figure out when to drink. Yeah. My first botched attempt was every time an old man gets insulted. <laughs> <laughs> Which again in the beginning, there's a lot. There's a yeah. lot, and kind of towards the end with the king too. Yeah. There's a little bit, but not. There's not really enough to keep you going. Or uh, and then also when knockoff Tom Savini kills somebody. <laughs> oh, the the, the the bad the guardsman. The guardsman. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, he kills a good number of yeah, old men. Yeah, he just men. seems to be killing people left and right <laughs> at the beginning. And then he just like yeah. Then he's like, oh, I'm done with killing now. Oh, the king doesn't want me to kill king anymore. King said cut out with the killing, so I guess I gotta cut back. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, okay. <laughs> um, but to, so, to, but to your point with like the stone glowing, uh, I think you drink every time there is magic. <laughs> <laughs> like when he flings the ashes into the flings that the was... ashes or the, the the floating egg or oh, okay. or like the the landslide, but also like the the stone glowing would would count for that. Okay. And or and here's here's your hard mode. So yeah, here's what I'm thinking. Right, you you drink every time an important character dies. Okay. You drink every time there's magic. Okay. And then I mean, you'd have to do beer because that would just yeah. <laughs> so like yeah, like for like easy mode is beer on all of these, and then okay. hard mode is drink every time somebody handles a dragon scale. <laughs> Because if you think about it, that actually works pretty well. 
Yeah, at the beginning, you're going to be shit-faced. No, because no, at the beginning, like, there's only, like, two or three dragon scales. You drink a couple times in the beginning, and then, like, you know, there's occasional, like, oh, hey, look, a dragon scale. Like, we're yeah. getting close to the lair. And then there's that sequence yeah. when she's building the, the, the turd shield. shield. <laughs> where it's just, like, dragon scale, dragon scale, yeah. dragon. Like, you're just oh, trash. That actually brings me back to, like, my one of my favorite parts of the film, which was her motivational speech. Oh, but- it's like, she throws him the shield, like, this probably won't even fucking work. <laughs> You know, you're really fucking dumb and you're going to die. <laughs> Good luck dying out there. Is this the first great nihilist fantasy movie? It might It might be. <laughs> it might just be. But that's my point, right? Like, the uh, the beautiful thing is, like, right when she's building the shield, you're getting drunker and drunker. And that's right before the final dragon sequence. So you're going to be blitzed as hell for all them sweet dragon shots. And you, everyone's going to be having a gay old time. My, I just knocked over my microphone. <laughs> I'm not using a very good microphone stand right now. Is it not screwed in there? There, now it's screwed in better. All right. But yeah, I, I, I could see that working dragon scales. Yeah, yeah. That would work. So now you go, uh, how, how to play the, the dragon slayer drinking game if <laughs> you want slayer to, if you game. never want to walk again. <laughs> All but, right. uh, yeah, let's, so, um, uh, so, okay, and here, uh, that's another thing we talked about, um, so for our rating, we, I, personally, I think that, like, just picking random scales, like, oh, stars, or whatever, is bullshit, this is a movie about, do- this is, this is a podcast about dollar movies, so clearly dollars should be how we determine how, um, how good a movie is, so why, how, how, how much would you pay to own this on DVD, like in, in a world where like you're paying what you think it is worth. If I was familiar with this film mm-hmm. before I saw it for sale, right, I would spend upwards of five dollars on this film. So you're giving it a five dollar rating. I'm giving it a five dollar rating. Like it's not brand new out on the shelf special edition. This is we got some extra ones. Yeah. It's in the five dollar bin. Uh, I'm gonna gonna have to be honest with you. I agree. Like it's. It's a weird movie. It, it it gives you it gives you the viewer something that you really don't get from the genre. It's it's unique. It has great puppet effects, but at the same time, it is the cinematic equivalent of playing the Wyvern card game, which just sucks the life out of you and makes you not want to wake up tomorrow. <laughs> I've never played it, so I have to take your word for it. Oh, dude, it's the most bleak and depressing game about dragons I've ever seen. Like, all the dragons are... Like, but it's all, not dragons or wyverns. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, uh, I would also give. I would also rate this as a $5 movie. So there you go. Uh, it's a bargain then. So if you see it uh, if you see it in your local dollar store, pick it up and uh, ha- you know, have a good time. Yep. Uh, any thoughts on what we're going to do next, or are we just going to just gonna kind of just find do stuff as we find it? Do stuff as we find it. Okay, okay. Well, thank you for having uh, the time to, to have this idea with, with me, Mr. Wyan. I'm going to finish my beer a little bit. I have nothing to drink. Okay, well, then I'm not going to finish my beer. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to drive home. You don't. So. Yeah, that's true. Right. But, uh, yep. Yeah. So concludes our... Good fight, good night. <laughs> 